0: Well, this um, year in Advent, we are doing a sermon series entitled Flixmas, and it's a series of Christmas movies, looking at one each week. Um, I did find out that a number of you wondered about my spiritual sanity last week as we looked at Christmas vacation, but I think we survived that. Um, The rest are easier um, but the purpose of these is not to look at Christian movies, because they're not. But each movie does raise some issues, raise some themes, uh, bring into stark contrast some challenges that we face. And in the process, I think they will help us understand the why of Christmas. Usually we talk about the what of Christmas, what characters happened and where, what people moved where and how the baby was born. But this year, I really want us to wrestle with the why. What was going on? What was God trying to accomplish? Why did we need this baby to come? Last week, as I said, we looked at Christmas Vacation. It's on the website if you want to listen to it. If you didn't hear it, I would urge you to hear it. Because it really made us wrestle with our families and how we were raised and the weird cousins we've all got in our families, et cetera. And yet, how Jesus had some unusual relatives in his family, and that didn't hold God back, and it won't hold God back from working in our families and in our lives. But today, we come to the next movie, and that is A Charlie Brown Christmas, and this is probably the easiest of all of them. Um, If you've seen it or not, Charlie Brown Begins, it was made in 1965, I believe is when it was made. It was a very low-budget Thrown together, movie. most of the voices are apparently neighborhood kids that were around Schultz or the studio. And they sort of recruited them at the last minute. But as the movie begins, Charlie is very busy with Christmas, just like all of us are starting to get busy with Christmas. And he's busy doing all the things that he should be doing, and, and in a sense, he's doing all the right stuff. But he stops and he just says, well, what is this all about? Why am I doing this? He has this line. I don't understand Christmas." And that question is just sort of left laying there. One of the famous parts of the movie is, of course, Charlie Brown's Christmas tree. It's not your typical Christmas tree. I went out and cut the scrawniest tree I could find. I think Charlie's was even scrawnier, but this is the best I could do. And, of course, that is all part of the movie everybody else ridicules Charlie for his stupid tree but he says two interesting things he says this is the right tree and the tree needed me and I thought that was very interesting and of course Charlie's friends ridicule him stupid tree stupid Charlie and you hear in the movie a lot of the things we hear in life we heard growing up and we still hear today Charlie, you can't do anything right. Charlie, you're a failure. And of course, Christmas just gets worse for Charlie because he can't find the answer of why. What what is Christmas all about? And rushing doesn't help. Busyness doesn't help. People around him don't help. And I think part of the thing that struck me is that I think a lot of people feel like Charlie Brown at Christmas. This year and maybe every year, we're too busy, and somehow we start to think that the busyness is what will help Christmas have meaning for us. And so we get busier and busier, and we take on more and more. I, I know already for most of you, if I said, let's get together, you'd have to look at your calendar and say, well, I think I have one night left between now and Christmas. We are so busy, and that doesn't even, that's your calendar, let alone your to-do list and all that you need to get done between now and Christmas and we just get busier and busier. And then there's all that we need to buy and all the money we need to spend. And somewhere there is that assumption that if we just do more, get more, buy more, somehow this will all make sense. But the reality is there's a voice like Charlie say, why are we doing all this? What's this really all about? Tragedy as Christmas becomes something we can't enjoy. We just sort of feel lost in. And then in the midst of all this, of course, as Charlie is in the middle of the rehearsal for the Christmas play, and he says, what's this all about? Up walks little Linus. Because Charlie keeps saying his question, what does this mean? What does Christmas mean? And finally, little Linus walks up and says, I, I, I know. I know what it means. And here's a little bit of trivia for you. The answer that Linus is going to give, the producer said, we're not putting that in. And Charles Schultz, to his credit, said, well, then there will be no movie. Because either Linus answers the question honestly of what Christmas is all about, or there's no point in making this movie. And the producers knuckled under and said, okay, let Linus answer the question. And of course... Linus's answer was in Luke 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree. Carly read part of this. Joseph and Mary go up, of course, to Bethlehem because of that census, and they find a place for them. And then, as Jerry mentioned, there were shepherds out in the field. And the angels appeared to them and said, glory to God in the highest. Because of what God has done this night in Bethlehem. And so, of course, at the end, the shepherds say, we got to go see this. And the angels left them and they've gone into heaven. The shepherds send to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us. And Linus in his simplicity is right, of course, isn't it? What is Christmas all about? It's not about the busyness. It's not about our calendars. It's not about all the gifts we have to purchase or all the things we need to do. Christmas is actually pretty simple. It's about one thing. It's about God saying that I love you so much, I will come to earth because you need me. You need me, and so I will leave heaven, and I will come to earth as Jesus. And I will come in the simplest of ways. You know, God could have designed any Christmas. It didn't have to be the way Christmas is. And I think a lot of us, had we said, I'm God, and I'm going to come to earth, we would have had a very different Christmas. It would have been the biggest production you've ever seen, way beyond any Super Bowl halftime. I mean, God is coming to earth. Fireworks, special effects, you name it, we would have gone over the top, which makes it all the more interesting what God chose. The simplest of Christmases. He comes as a baby without any power, any fanfare, because he's not just a baby He's a baby being raised by two very young, common people from a little village that was in the middle of nowhere. And they even became a scandal, and everybody was ashamed of them because Mary got pregnant out of wedlock. And that's God said, this is how I want to come to earth. As a baby to common people, And, you know, I think I just want to be born in a manger. Now, mangers aren't terrible. The farm in winter and going in to hay the cows, that was nice. It's warm in there, and the hay's clean. It wasn't as bad as we make it, but it was a manger. And it was just some clean hay. And that's where Jesus had his first night with some animals around, and Mary and Joseph. And then, of course, somewhere in that whole process, here comes some shepherds. Common, working shepherds that most people look down on because they smelled like sheep. And God says, I'm just fine with that. That's who he sends the angels to first, those shepherds. Can you see the contrast between what God made Christmas to be and said this is what Christmas is all about and what we make Christmas to be, all of our doing, all of our productions, all of our busyness and all of our shopping and our buying. To me, the, the, the message of Christmas and in a sense the challenge of the movie A Charlie Brown's Christmas is that busyness is actually the enemy of Christmas. In the sense of understanding what Christmas is all about, understanding what God gave us that first Christmas, and keeping perspective of what is this season all about, busyness is the very thing that works against that. Rushing around doesn't bring clarity. It brings confusion. It brings this fog. And we get lost in that fog. The other thing rushing does, it doesn't just cause us to lose our way. Rushing isolates us. It isolates us from each other. We're too busy to sit down and take a deep breath with each other. We're waving as we pass in our busyness. And it isolates us from each other, and the truth is, it can even isolate us from God. In this most important time of year, where we just can stop. Because if we're too busy, we don't stop, do we? To look up at a star. If it's not cloudy tonight, this is supposed to be the brightest moon. Look look up at the stars and just consider, I wonder what it was like in Bethlehem that night. To just slow down enough to have a simple thought like that. To sit beside a manger at some play or nativity set and think, I wonder what it was like to be born. To come to that stable like the shepherds. I'd like to suggest some things for you to do in December that would help you find the meaning of Christmas and and sort of keep that perspective. But it's something we have to choose. And that's the challenge of this sermon because left on our own, we will be busy. We live in a culture of busyness and that culture is accelerating is its busyness. Somebody said this to me and I didn't think it was true, but the more I think about it, it is. If we don't consciously choose to slow down, our life will accelerate. In other words, we don't have to choose for our life to accelerate. If we don't consciously choose to slow down, our life will accelerate all on its own. It has a power of its own to accelerate. So I want to call to you today to consider this December in 2017 To say, I'm going to choose to slow down. That doesn't mean you're going to be able to quit work. I get that. And you still have to function in your family. And there's things you need to do. But those necessary things, that doesn't mean you can't also, with that, choose to do at least some little things to have moments of slowing down. Moments that will help you regain perspective. There are some things you can say no to. Uh, You have the same virus that is in the water in Minnesota, and that is you feel you have to say yes to everybody. I I wish they had an antidote for that. I don't think they do. But you can say no to some things to grant you some time. And good enough is okay for some things. Good enough is not okay for your spouse's present. But good enough is okay for maybe the neighbor's present or whatever. Good enough is okay in some situations. And you don't have to go to the ends of the earth. It's okay sometimes for good enough. Say no sometimes. Good enough is okay Spend less because the value is in the meaning and the message, not the price tag of the gift. Please hear that. Simple really can be beautiful. They finally understood that in Charlie Brown's Christmas. And sometimes marketing causes us to forget that. And that will help you gain some space in your soul. Perhaps the greatest challenge I would have for you is to search for some moments of silence in December. You have to plan for this. It will not happen on its own. Find some time in that crazy schedule and even write it on your calendar. I've said this before, but it's so interesting. Nobody argues with your calendar. All you have to do is open your phone and say, Oh, sorry, I'm busy. Oh, and everybody's like, Oh, okay. So here, and I, this isn't original to me, somebody taught me this. You know what you write down? Time with my wife, time with my family, time to sit, and just write in your calendar. People ask you, I'm sorry, I'm busy. Oh, okay. You can do that. Build in some silence. Sit with your family and watch a Christmas movie. Go out and have a moonlit walk. No devices, no earbuds, no tablets, no smartphones. Walk in the silence. The world will not end and the planets will not fall I I understand we're afraid of silence because it's so rare in our lives and yet we desperately need it and it's one of the best ways we connect with God what does he say (laughs) be still and know that I'm God build that into your December Even if it's just time when you're at home, make time. A quiet time to read the Christmas story. To sit with the Christmas tree lights on and all the other lights in the house out and just sit there for a minute. Make decorations together. What we see them do in the movies all the time. String the popcorn together with nothing else on. Go caroling at the nursing home in a week. Come join us. We're going to two nursing homes. Go to feed my starving children and fill food bags. Come to the Christmas Eve service and and have a meal afterwards with friends or family. Build in time to slow down. See, the challenge is, spiritually, we can do the same thing that happens physically on Christmas morning. Have you ever lost a gift in the wrapping paper? I would suspect most of us, either we haven't, but the family has. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, I don't have my... So then what happens next? Well, first you hunt through the paper on the floor. If you're in a tidy family, then you have to maybe dig through the bag where all the paper was stuck. And, of course, the worst scenario, and a lot of you are laughing, you've done it, it's the dumpster. Okay? We've got to go empty the whole garbage can. You're kidding me. But you have to. Tip it over. Everything comes out. Finally, hopefully, you find it. But you know what struck me? Isn't that December for us? We can lose the gift God gave us in December with our busyness and our rush. And Charlie Brown was right to ask the question nobody wants to ask. What's this all about? And we won't find the answer to that in all that clutter and busyness. We will find it as we slow down, as we come and sing carols, as we watch a puzzle go up and we hear the Christmas story and we see the delight in the children's faces. That's what helps us. Oh, yeah, that's what this is all about. That's what God did for us. This is about a baby. This is about God saying, I love you so much. I'm going to come down to earth and help you, save you. I will eventually die for you. Don't be too busy. I want to read Isaiah 30, and it's actually God speaking, and he's criticizing Israel because of what they missed. The wrapping paper, they lost it. In Isaiah 30, here is what God says against Israel. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength, but you would have none of it. God says, I had this for you in repentance, turning back to me in rest, resting in me. In quietness, in trusting in me. You will find strength. You'll find what you're looking for. But you didn't do it. You will have none of it. Don't let that be true of us this Christmas. Don't let... At the end of December, where God would say to you, I wanted to give you so much this December, but you were so busy, you would have none of it. Listen to Charlie Brown. Listen to these words from Isaiah. Don't let it be true of you this December. Don't be too busy. Let's pray. Father, there is an important message we need to hear. And uh, and just amazement as we stand and consider how you came to earth in such a simple way. And yet the beauty and the power of Christ's birth is in that simplicity. We, We need to learn that lesson. Even in our schedule and our busyness this month. Help us, Father, to keep what is important, truly important. Thank you for that greatest gift of Jesus. In his name.